Hello and welcome everyone. So in this podcast, I am going to be talking about letting our body be our guide. So really, I guess, stepping into our bodies or becoming deeper embodied and accessing our internal guidance system. Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mama of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside. So what if you did let your body be your guide? Like, what does that actually even mean? Like, it's one thing, I think, especially in podcasts or really just in the age of self-development and wellness, it's one thing to, like, hear these terms like embodiment all the time, and it is quite another thing to actually be embodied, right? So I think we all have to start somewhere, right? So the somewhere is the planting of the seed, that there is an idea or whatever that is presenting itself to you at the moment. And then there's the next step is the actual the experience. And I actually talked about this last week in my podcast on is this too woo for you, right? Having the experience kind of override the thoughts, judgments, fears, anything, control, all of the things that are maybe quote-unquote ego-based and come up, right, for us. So I really wanted to talk about something that's been coming, it always comes up, it's come up in this last week um, and working with people, but it's also just something that comes up with, I work with women, so it comes up with women all of the time, right, because actually it just even came up with my son. We were talking the other day about how most of us, he was talking about driving, right, And so he was talking about driving, and so he's 16, and he was talking about how it's a little scary that sometimes you can be driving, and then you've gone a mile, and you don't even realize how you got that mile, (laughs) which is a little like, oh shit, as a mom, but also, like, we've all been there, we've all done that. Like, I think that that is the vast majority of the way most people operate life in general, right? Just kind of on autopilot, right? in the mode of letting the unconscious take over. It's kind of like the image I have is like we're a big computer and it's like this uh, this computer system or this computer program is on autopilot and just taking over for us. Like that, that's kind of like our unconscious, right? And so our unconscious, I'm sure you all know, but just for those who want to hear more depth about it, it is that programming system. It really is like a computer. It is that programming system from when we were young, the the things we saw, the things we picked up, the things we experienced about the world around us. Was it safe? Was it, were we told, specifically for women, what were we told about what it means to be a woman or a little girl? What were we shown in the culture that we grew up, what it meant to be a woman? Was it a good thing? Was it, right, like some of the things that we attribute it to the feminine. And I would actually argue that this isn't just women specific. This is definitely male and female because we both have feminine and masculine within us that lives within us, right? And and when we are able to 
be in our own unique alignment of those things, then that is one of the things that helps us feel aligned and whole, right? And so, so back to the unconscious. The unconscious is just our way, our programming of, of the reality around us. And then part of our work as we grow, I believe, is kind of picking apart that unconscious and bringing awareness to it, right? And so for some of us, that means that like, the system needs an upgrade, so to speak. We need to uh, download some new thoughts or let go of ones that don't really work for us anymore. That's part of evolution, right? That is just part. I am a very different, I was just speaking to someone today, I'm a very different person now than I was five months ago. And that's in my work, but also in my home life and my all of the parts of me, my personal life and my relationships with people, I am very, very different. A lot has happened in this last year for all of us. I think if you haven't gone through this and changed, then I don't really know what you were doing in the last year. Um, maybe you had your head in a hole, so to speak. Like we are all in this evolution process, right? And so part of that process is becoming more conscious, right? Becoming more aware of those patterns, those programs, and then upmoding them, updating them, or just questioning them, really. I think that's part of the purse. Are they, are they from you? Were they put upon you? Is this something you learn from someone? Is this something you actually resonate with that aligns from you that help actually you feel good about? Is there niggles there that just doesn't really work for you, right? And so for me, one of the ways that I have in my own life gone about this process is through embodiment. Because as a young child, I was very identified with the masculine. I mean, I think if you grow up in a patriarchal culture and you don't take on that idea of the masculine as more valuable than the feminine, again, not speaking of men or women, just speaking of like, hmm, I always struggle with the term even patriarchy and like this idea that men are to blame. Like, I don't actually believe that. I actually was a women's studies major in college before becoming a midwife. And there was always something that was a bit off to me. It's like, it is a system that actually doesn't work for us all. And you may say, you may totally disagree with me and think, oh, well, it works for men. They get paid more, they this, that. But I actually don't think it works for men. I actually don't think it helps men feel very aligned or connected to their whole selves either. I think we're all in this place and put in these molds and it doesn't really work for all of us. My belief, take it or leave it. So in my experience as a girl growing up in a patriarchal society, I definitely took on a lot of um, my, what I saw my dad, like his, the masculine characteristics, he is an entrepreneur, he was successful, he did a lot all the time, he said if you want something done right you should do it yourself, he would just like very worked all the time, like go, 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 do, 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 and I saw that as being very valuable, valuable in terms of money, like um, you know, when I grew up, actually, we didn't have that much money. But later on in life, when I was like a teenager about to leave for college, it kind of paid off or whatever you want to say. Basically, I, I internalized that idea that society has that the more you do in the world and the more you 
often that means the harder you work is what I picked up. The harder you work, then you're definitely going to be successful. I think that's also like the myth of like the American dream, right? Or maybe not. Maybe it's not a myth. I don't know. But for me, that idea really stuck with me and it really shaped how I lived my life. And it really shaped how I lived my life in the fact that I controlled everything and really lived in my head and definitely not so much in my body, which is kind of funny to say as a midwife, right? Like I'm helping women give, you know, helping hold space for women to give birth. And I myself, although I definitely did enter my body, wasn't always in my head, but that was like kind of my dominating operating system going back to, I keep having this image. Um, if you haven't listened to my podcast before, I see things. Um, I'm a visual person, so I keep having this image of a computer show up over and over again. So we're just going to keep going with that theme. So my dominant operating system at the time was one of doing it all, being the best. Like also my like quote unquote feminist background was like women can do everything that a man can do. So it's again like posing femininity in opposed to masculinity, like trying to live up rather than just letting the feminine qualities be feminine and be valuable for being feminine. Not that women can do it all because we want to be like men, right? And so this is what I'm talking about with embodiment, accessing your internal guidance system. That means the light and dark, the feminine, the masculine, the death and rebirth, like the whole of you and letting your body be your guide. Because what happens is in sticking with the theme of like patriarchy and that sort of thing, that in this world has gotten us where? It's gotten us to a world that's incredibly out of balance, I would say. Um, there, people are more sick than ever, more autoimmune diseases, more just like illnesses than ever, even though supposedly we have advanced in all of these ways. So you'd think we would be getting healthier, not sicker, right? You think we would take care of ourselves better. You think we would take care of the place that we live on better. You think we would be more aligned and thriving. But that's actually not what we're experiencing. And I would say that that's because we're very much out of alignment. And I would say that that's because we're very much in this idea and hold the operating system of the masculine. And it's time to bring in more of that embodiment to the world, to our internal world, and to... Um, like all people, right? Not just women. And for some women, this would become, it's, it's easier to access than it would be for a man, but definitely not all. So embodiment and accessing that inner guidance system, let, let me just tell you, tell you a story of how this came up this week. I think I'll start there. So this actually was last week, I believe, the end of last week, sometime in the near future or near past. I was having a conversation, doing a session with someone, um, and something that came up was just like time for, like her time, right? Time to be with herself. And what did that look like? Did she, was she like a fiercely committing to being there and having just like being time? And she was like, yes, definitely. I meditate and I, she was telling me her, you know, morning routine. And it really, really resonated with me because there was a time in my life that I definitely was like, oh, if I have a morning routine and I meditate and I do the exercise and I do the yoga, then I will feel better. And maybe it did actually work for a while. And then I didn't work so much for me 
because what I realized was I was actually really still accessing that like surface level self-care, which was me thinking of the things that I should do to help myself feel better rather than me just actually being and getting into my body and then listening to my body's internal guidance system to the wisdom of my body, asking my body what it needed and then actually doing that. And maybe I just needed a level of tools before that to then be able to access. I'm not sure why that happened. But when I told the woman this, like, what if you didn't do all those things? What if you didn't like plan out what you think you need to be doing during that time and just show up to what actually needs to happen? And she did that. And then I got an email a few days later and she shared her experience of really tapping into a very deep thing that came up for her and that was able to be start to be worked through and felt and that she cried and she really experienced this feeling because of course our feelings live in our bodies they're stored in our bodies in fact the thing that she was accessing was something from her matrilineal line like a, a deeper grief from the mother like a mother wound i guess you could call it that i think is the the current terminology floating around it's this idea, you know, that we pick up and pass on genes, including trauma, and that that's stored inside of us. And so being embodied to me, showing up and letting your body be your guide in that fierce self-care time that you carve out means to me a coming back of home. So there is the like yoga. Yoga makes me feel really good, right? Or dancing. I just danced actually right before starting to record this podcast. I, you know, danced my little butt off for like a good 15, 20 minutes and I'm super stinky. So good thing this is an audio and not a real life. Um, but that is what my body asked for. When I laid down, I definitely had a thought of what I wanted to do. And so now my... When I show up for myself, it is what does what do I actually need? What does my body and therefore what does my soul need? And that's kind of key because in my opinion, you cannot really access your soul unless you drop into your body, right? There is that mind-body-soul connection, but the body, the soul lives inside of the body right? And in fact, the mind lives inside of the body. So this body is our vehicle. The body is the computer, so to speak. The mind is maybe like the operating system and the soul is like the power of it all. And so for a lot of us, when we are feeling overwhelmed or like tired, I call it, I often say soul tired. It's different than if, you, if you've felt soul tired, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, there's no like, um, there's no getting around knowing that word and that feeling. But when you're feeling that, it's, it's an invitation, because I got to this point in my life, was an invitation for me to stop doing the self-care on that like surface level, which is still really, really good. I'm not like knocking it, but really to step into a different place, which meant I had to actually be with my body in a very different way, not control my body or do the things that I thought it needed, 
right? Again, I also probably will do yoga at some point today because yoga feels good for my body and helps me, you know, not have aches and pains. But that's not what my body asked for today when I got into that fierce me time. What it asked for was that I needed to move. And that's not what I wanted actually to do. But when I dropped in, that's what my soul was asking me to do when I got really quiet. And so what does that actually look like? Like that, se that can seem really like kind of out there and like, what is she even talking about? Maybe to some people. And so I mean, I guess give it a try I, is my biggest advice to you because I can tell you what it looks like for me and I can tell you how I access that, but it might be very different to you, right? And so I guess it's, it's back to that what if question. What if you let your body be your guide? Like how does that differ how you care for, love for, and show up for yourself? And so for me, it began many, many years ago. Um, let's see, like seven years ago, I started just like going and for a walk and I would just like let my body be my guide rather than my head, if that makes a sense. So like when I was on a hike, it was just like, okay, what, what direction does my intuition or does my, do I feel pulled to go rather than like, do I want to go? So that was like a really simple thing that I was playing with. It was like, when did my body tell me stop walking? It was a very, very fun little experiment that I did for a while. Um, that I don't know, I just came up with it and just thought, well, what if I just let my body guide me rather than thinking and not being aware of myself even being on the hike, like listening to music or a podcast or just like zoning out on the hike and thinking about all of the things that I was trying to solve or pre-plan or, you know, I know you all know what I'm talking about. So I thought, what if I did it different? Like, what if I was really, really in my body on these hikes and then like just felt where my body was pulling me? So I started doing that about seven years ago. I don't actually do that very much anymore, but that was kind of my first step into this. And then, I mean, more recently I started doing, you know, several years ago, I started doing breath work. I think that's probably the most strong sense of embodiment. And I actually just did a breath work session with someone last night which was amazing. It's been a long time since I've done something like that. And so again, I kept picking up these tools and tools and some of them were just self-generated. So, um, you know, like I can't really say what's self-generated for you other than the curiosity. You have to have that spark of curiosity and a willingness to want to be somewhere different than you are inside of your body. And that was very strong for me. And so now it looks like me actually getting down on my lovely little rug and closing my eyes, always taking some deep breaths and like I call all of myself back in. So which means like I'm releasing the day that has come so far and any thoughts on my mind or heaviness that's in my brain. Maybe there's decisions or just like something I'm struggling with. I'm just really consciously letting that go through my breath and just like really arriving in the moment and sometimes this takes you know two breaths and sometimes it takes a very long time and then just asking my body what it needs and then being quiet and listening and so I feel like the the hiking part for me was like me telling my body I was going to trust it so that the communication inside got really a lot stronger so now the communication inside my own body is so strong 
that I just hear what my body would like. So today it was like, you know, get up and dance. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. And then I did that and I felt really, really incredible. Sometimes it's like, just be here. And so sometimes there's being in the moment and just focusing on the breath, kind of like a meditation. And sometimes things will come up like thoughts or feelings that are stored inside, not related to modern day what's happening, but like things that were stuck, I guess you could say. So like there's healing that's going on, like self-healing that just naturally arises because my body feels safe and comfortable. I have down-regulated my nervous system enough over and over and over again. This is like my work for many, many years now of just down-regulating my nervous system, which means dropping into, out of survival mode, out of flight or flight, and just into rest and digest because like spoiler alert most of us live our lives in fight or flight just by being as active as we are just as being on our phones as much as we are and just like always stimulation stimulation to your body constantly being stimulated shows up as actually a stress response so when you get out of that stress response when you just allow yourself to be drop into that feminine so to speak drop into flow so to speak drop into B and then ask your body what it needs when it's really really relaxed enough things will just my experience is things just naturally begin to come up and there if I am in a, such a state of presence that I'm able to just let it flow through and release it, right? And I have a little practice that I do on my own. And it's also help, part of the work that I do with people. So sometimes people feel like they need some support in this or like a guide to help them to this place. And so that's part of the work that I do with women. Um, yeah, so... So when we are in our heads and controlling and anticipating and like planning all of the times, like, you know, again, another spoiler alert for life, like we don't really get to control a whole lot. Like life just, we can think we're in control and we can think we're like planning and doing all the things, but life will honestly just happen. Sometimes it happens the way we would like it to. And a lot of the times it doesn't, right? Life just throws you a curveball and sometimes that's like over and over and over again some seasons in life and sometimes you'll go a while without it like I think we've all got that over the past year that life just shifts or over and over again so I really just I guess I'm encouraging the tapping into that embodiment because what I find in as being embodied more and actually like experiencing that, not just having it be this term that so many people are throwing out nowadays, but actually living life in a deeper embodied state and knowing what it feels like when you get out of it. So like actually being, I mean, I guess it's also bringing more awareness into your daily life. So like not always being in autopilot mode or being in autopilot mode less of the time and actually being aware and experiencing your life. And what I find is that those decisions that need to be made, those things that you need to work through, all of that like stressors that are on the outside become much more of like a river 
that just begins to flow. Like you hop into the river of life, right? That's definitely a mantra that I have been using lately, just hopping into the river of life. Sometimes you get thrown in an eddy and you go in circles over and over and over again, and then you get spit out. And sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's slower, and sometimes it's bumpy. And it's But at the, at the same time, if you're just in the river, in the flow of the water, Well, there's like the sense of support that comes with that. There's a sense of just like trust and presence rather than always fighting upstream. It's just like an easier, more enjoyable way of living life. And in order to do that, you need to feel more in al more awareness and more in alignment. And so these are, again, these like words, awareness, alignment that are like very uh, spiritual and like inaccessible, I feel like, until you actually touch them and bring them into your life. They can seem kind of, I don't know, petty or silly or out there words until you actually experience what it means to, to drop into your body and to actually feel your soul speak, to drop into your soul and have that connection and maybe have that connection with not just your soul, but bringing that connection even up with you know, a higher power, you can call it God, or I call it God, you can call it goddess, or the universe, or source, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, but dropping into your soul, your spirit, in order to even connect with the divine in that way. And again, I think that's something that many, many people don't do on a regular basis. So for me, the path of a human is not the path of accomplishing, doing, all of the things, and this is what I've realized later in my life, but it is just the path of walking the path, like actually being alive and feeling alive and knowing that you drove that mile, knowing that you woke up and you walked up the stairs and like just being deeper and deeper in the present moment. And what I know that gives access to is greater wholeness, greater peace, but also just like not even peace as in like everything works out in your life. Well, it does always work out, but, but not in the sense of like everything is always roses and nothing bad ever happens because I am so peaceful and I'm in the river of life. It's like, no, no, that's not, that's not it. But life actually happens. <laughs> um, but when you're in that present moment and you know, you just have that, you know, you're still in the river. You know what I mean? Like, you know that there is a sense of peace, meaning that you are supported, you are held, you are walking the path and you know that the path is leading you somewhere rather than resisting the path. Still kind of grasping for, for more of a deeper analogy than what is, is coming to me, but hopefully this is resonating and you're like feeling it rather than... Um, just like digesting it with your brain. That is often the point of my podcast is for you to feel some sort of nugget. I always call it like a nugget or seed that of wisdom that is is within me, but it's also within you, right? I'm just speaking what's already there inside of you and awakening that part that is inside of you already that wants to be seen and heard and felt. So it's not to like hyper intellectualize all of these things, but it's more to actually experience 
and have those aha feelings that are inside of your body. Again, it's that feeling, right? It, it comes up so much in life. Like my body, yes, knew that it wanted to dance today, that it that was how it was going to flow the funk that I had going out. It doesn't make the funk bad. It just meant that my body was wanting to um, alchemize it, right? And sometimes my body actually wants to feel it, right? It's not bypassing the feeling. It's just today, what was the funk that was here is just a little bit of funk. It's not like it, there's no like stuff that needed to be seen and felt and expressed. That's what I'm saying is some days that needs to happen. Some days I need to move. Some days I need to sing. That's a thing that happens. I now have gotten more connected with my throat chakra and I'm able to, you know, cry or moan is mostly what I do, especially in the shower, just like really, really accessing the moaning, like you're giving birth or like um, singing, I guess. It could be like a song, just really accessing whatever sound or resonance or frequency wants to come out of my throat and really feels like it heals me, right? And there is... I don't even know if I want to say it because I'm going to mess it up. But there I learned from a woman um, and she was talking about the aboriginals. And there was something about some medicine that the aboriginals use about the resonance of your throat. Um, what comes out is actually healing for your heart, like whatever is happening in your heart. So I didn't fully mess it up, but I don't have the, the full picture that I wish I could have shared, like the details of where you could find this information. But hopefully, again, it's a, a little nugget of wisdom that you received. So let's see. This was not a planned podcast. I had something planned, again, going back to embodiment. And after I was done dancing, I was like, that is not what I feel called to talk about. I felt called to talk about was really alive inside of my body. And yes, it is a lot of the work I do with women is getting us out of our heads and what we think, and what we think about ourselves, and where we think we should be, and what we think we should be doing, and what jobs we think we should have, and how we think we should be as a mom, and what we should be doing and doing, and how we're feeling, but how we're feeling based on what we're thinking about ourselves, not actually based on like what we're actually feeling. Because when I get people using somatic inquiry to dive into what they're actually feeling, Normally that has not, it actually has nothing to do with what they think that feeling has come from. There's often something way deeper underneath. So I think I'll leave it for there. If you're interested at all about uh, working with me further, I do not do one-on-one -on -one individual sessions anymore. I find that this work that I do is just too um, deep, I guess, for lack of a better word. And so I do a session, a three-pack session to help women get deeper connected with that feminine, with that soul. And I also work with women who are going through major transitions in life. They tend to be in the midlife period in the 40s and 50s and are being major going through major life changes. And yeah, we do, we do a little journey together, a rebirthing set period of time where I walk with you as a midwife to find this new you that's inside and wanting to come out. So if any of that interests you, head over to my website, soulmidwifejulie.com. And thanks everyone for listening. See you next week. Bye.